This episode of Netflix Roulette Podcast is brought to you by Living on Repair. If your iPhone is broken and in need of repair and you're in the greater Columbia, South Carolina area, Isaac will fix you up right. He is a personal friend of ours. And if you tell him that Netflix Roulette Podcast sent you, he will fix you right up and take 10% off of your repair. So with that, let's get to the episode. Hello again, and welcome to another fine and dandy episode of the Netflix Roulette Podcast. This is a show where every week your hosts, Brandon and myself, click a button to randomize the entire Netflix catalog, and we watch whatever it is that pops out of that unholy randomization. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week we watched the 11th episode of the fourth season of Archer which is an animated program on FX. Um, but other than that, Brandon, you got you have any good stuff that's been going on in the week before we get started? Um, I, I have been doing a lot of thrifting recently. We all know that's right. And it, the more I thrift, the, I think the cooler I realize how, how cool, how cool, the more I realize how cool it is, yeah. I realize how cool it is. Um, but it's it's cool number one to see what people throw out like what see what what people deem as like both good and bad like the things that people sit there and say like well i don't want this is this worth money or is nice then the tape of people that are like when i know i use this i've worn this shirt for 30 years and now i've used it as a dog rag for my dog like it's still good someone can use it and they give it and you're <laughs> like why would anyone want to wear that yeah. much like underwear i i've never seen a, a pair of underwear at goodwill and thought man i need to slap these suckers on i hope you never see a pair of underwear underwear at goodwill at all i mean i guess there's ladies like bras and stuff but that you meant you that gotta... as like then you might one day see a bra that you just really like and you're like wow like i normally don't buy bras no, I just, but i guess what i mean is i hope that they don't try to resell underwear mm-hmm. at the goodwill or other thrift stores but um because in, in charleston they've got on rivers I, I, I don't know if I ever took you to this location when, when, Probably not. since they built it, but they've got like there's three different Goodwill stores all connected, and one of them is the Computer Goodwill, which they sell like DVDs and computer I parts. I do remember the, good, the Computer Goodwill. Then in the middle, they've got one that's the outlet, so it's literally you just pay by the pound, and it's just mm. giant bins, and you walk around with a trash can filled <laughs> with a trash bag, and you basically, it's like... You know those like, adventures where you go like mining for stuff and yeah. you're like, oh, I just found some gold. This is more of like you. It's like you get to pay them for throwing away like the garbage. <laughs> like you be like, yeah, this looks like it needs to go in the trash. Then you go up there and like, oh, you did. A, you had a lot of fun. Like that would be ten dollars. Um, and then the the final one is regular Goodwill. But um, it's it's cool just the, like the random stuff you find. Like your um. I don't know if you still have it, but like the, the is it Chris from um Chris from Zap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We found we found one time in a in a Goodwill. Whenever I reluctantly went with Brandon to a Goodwill, not I want again. I don't want to paint myself as a person who doesn't believe in thrifting or, or secondhand items. Mm-hmm. I just don't like going to Goodwill because I just I'm usually disappointed by the fact that I'm not gonna find. I usually <laughs> don't find anything for myself. Mm-hmm. But this one time, I found a, like a work jacket. With just the word Chris, uh, the <laughs> name Chris on it, and the the company was Zap. We still don't know who Chris from Zap is, 
or what Chris from Zap did. We just did. built this character. Of, like I bet he did. I bet he did that. He, um, he did a lot of that. But that that was something in uh in school that instead of getting a real job, I'll just go each week and I'll just pick up some stuff and resell them. One time I sold a pair of like Nikes to Keith. <laughs> yes, that's true. A pair um, of cleats, right? Yes. That I never wore. <laughs> well, no money back. That's my that's eBay guarantee. I'm um, still hoping that one day here out in the country where no one plays soccer at all, nor do I know anyone who's my same age, that I'll be able to get a, a club team going. But, but I don't think it's going to happen. That was also uh, um, the one, one of the, like in, in, in when we were rooming together, Keith would, wouldn't let me drive like us to places because one too many times I had sat there and said, oh, well, Keith, you need to go to Walmart? Yeah, I'll ride you over there. And then like next thing you know, Keith, next thing Keith knows, he's visited three different thrift stores. Yes. And most of the time, it's not like I just go in there and think like, well, I need to buy something. Usually it's just go run through the t-shirts real fast, run through like the little knickknack section that I'm out of there. And Keith's like, so we... We just wasted 10 minutes of my life, and nothing, <laughs> we have like nothing to show from it. Again, I feel like I end up being painted as a bad guy. And looking back, I feel like maybe I should have gone in more times for the adventure. But there's just a... I, just, I get to the point where it's nighttime. I'm ready to, ready to be inside well, that, my apartment and go to bed. I think your problem... I think that the problem with it is that like you don't like it, but I have set you up in a position of something that... like, like You don't like wasting time. So right. your problem with it isn't that you're with your friend or that like I'm trying to like use capitalism or whatever. Like <laughs> your problem is that I'm wasting time. And I think the same can be said about many times when we were sitting watching YouTube videos or Netflix and Keith would sit there and I'd be like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And he'd be like, "Oh, I'm watching this like this movie that's won all these awards." And I'd be like, "Oh, cool." And I'd watch it. And then usually I'd be like, "Oh, Keith, you should check out this movie." And then I'd play something that obviously Keith hates <laughs> and he would be seen as the bad guy that craps on it um but when reality when reality he has so many reasons <laughs> to dislike it and i think that brings us to our thing today is archer <laughs> yep which like you'll be painted as the bad guy but at the same time this is something that it combines like you don't usually like stuff that's like really crass you don't like cartoons you think the concept of like adult cartoons isn't isn't a, like a good idea and um which i mean like i mean monetarily and and by, based on their fan bases yeah i'm, I'm definitely wrong on that one and it's so just, I'm, these are my personal opinions but i think i also believe that going into this and you can correct me if i'm wrong you've never watched like an episode of archer all the way through it's correct. always been Either you fall asleep during it, or you think, "Well, I guess this is a good time to go to bed." <laughs> yeah, that's usually. So you just tosses toss and turn as you just hear it being played in here, and yeah. you think, "That's okay. That's like an appropriate joke number five they've made." Well, like good a lot enough. of times, yeah, a lot of times, like Brandon and our, our our buddies will come and like I I live alone, so they'll come and stay over. But I also have work. Um, I work during the week, so they'll stay and. And um, probably usually just hang out with one another whenever I go to bed when they'll watch TV. And the way my house is set up is that I can hear everything that goes on in like my living room from my bedroom. Because you have cameras everywhere. Yeah. Well, yes, that's why. Uh, I've set up, I have like six cell phones that I have all linked to different Bluetooth <laughs> cameras uh, throughout the house. But no, yeah, it, that Brandon's comment that oh they turned on Archer sounds like a good time to go to bed like that is the most accurate statement that could possibly made be made because i've thought that before but you're right those are my opinions um i really i've like in high school 
um, when it was cool to watch Family Guy because like I really wasn't supposed to be watching Family Guy, not high school, like middle school maybe. It was cool to watch Family Guy when I wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it back then, but just even after watching it back then, like as I've grown older, I just I don't have a taste for adult cartoons. I don't mm-hmm. I don't have the I guess I don't have the palate for it. It's just not I don't enjoy them, and I just think they really grade on me. Like I don't know if it's something about the the way the the way characters talk or like conversations. It's really like. It's not necessarily the crassness of it. I can mm-hmm. I've been I've been known to enjoy a crass joke here or there. Uh, but there's a difference between you like someone saying it because it means something and someone just going over it when you think that's like, true. you're exactly. saying that just to shock me. Exactly. And like even like with the Simpsons, I could never watch an episode of the I mean I will have to. Mm-hmm. But I could just I couldn't watch an episode of The Simpsons. I know that people love that show. I know that it is objectively good. I know that it's the, like the longest running program on television or whatever. But I just don't I don't like to look at it. I don't like to look at the like drawn things and I I don't want to be painted as someone who hates art. But I just don't really like the adult cartoon format, and I just don't really find them fun. And see, in your like in your defense. Because I know, like, the, the time I talked to my dad, he was, like, he went on this long rant where he was, like, well, why, why doesn't Keith like it? You know, like, da-da-da-da. But, like, I think, like, everyone or most people have that one thing where e- even if they can recognize that something is good, they don't like it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I think of the same way with, um like, musicals. Like, La La Land is, like, really popular. And like I've heard people talk about like it's, it's amazing, like the acting, you know, or the writing or whatever. It'll probably win Best Picture tonight. But I know, oh, you're, you're. Um, I'm dating us though. You're dating Oops. us. And um, but I, like I, if if they, uh, I'll I'll leave, I'll leave that to people who will <laughs> listen to everyone. And yes. They can find out that that little that tidbit. tidbit. Um, but like I I can't stand musicals, so I know even if it is the greatest musical ever. I won't enjoy it because for me, if I'm watching, it's just like um, at college last year they had a musical, and up until the first song, like I was really, I was really into it because like the story was really good. Um, the people who were acting, I wasn't friends because like, I'm friends with a lot of people in the theater department, but most of my friends were playing like smaller roles, so I didn't know these people, so it was really like I I could suspend my disbelief and think no, these are these are real people that I'm viewing right. these lives of. Then once they sang, I was just out. I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm out. Like, nope. that's that's just people, like, acting. Because it's not, it took me out of it. And, uh, like, I think the same thing with cartoons. Like, there's a lot of, like, a lot of cartoons, a lot of, like, uh, like adult cartoons that I think, oh, like, that, they can be really funny. They can be really clever. But I sit there and think, for you, you could sit there and say, like, Nope. Like once once you have that this whole thing, like that's not a real spy agency because this goes wrong. Or like Bojack Horseman. Like as much as I want to tell you about it, you're gonna sit there and think, that's a horse. Like <laughs> I don't care what he says. You know, and it, there was that one that was that one scene where you walked in there and thought like, man, that was that was really deep. But the whole thing was like, if you would watch that whole episode, you would have you would have been into it because the longer it went on, you would think. Oh no! This this it's, is a horse talking it, to a deer. It really is, and it's, it's hard for me to peg exactly what it is that I don't like. It's just it's 
I don't know. I don't know if you're hitting on it there with like it was hard for you to believe it once they started singing because it really takes you out of believing that this mm-hmm. is really happening. Maybe it's something. Maybe it has to do with the fact that it is a cartoon, so I can't like really get into it because I know it's just a cartoon. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I really can't peg what it is I don't like about animated adult programming. But I. I really. I. I just can't do it. I don't. I can't enjoy it. And you're right. Like BoJack Horseman is one of those that I just could not. I can't get, I just can't wrap my head around. It's, and, and Archer too, and especially like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. We, you showed me Rick and Morty, and I, there was a lot of Rick and Morty that I did enjoy. But just at the end of the day, like I tried to sit down and watch it myself without you guys here, and I, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't make myself really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that being said, like that's my opinion. Um, you can rake me over the coals uh, if you like. You and all the the listeners out there, but again, it's just it's just my humble opinion. I don't think anyone is less of a person for enjoying um, animated con- adult animated content, mm-hmm. and nor do I. And I also hope that no one thinks less of me for not enjoying it. We are all entitled to our opinions. But Brendan, why don't you tell us a little bit about this this season four episode eleven of Archer? All right. Well, um, I'll first introduce it by way of the cast. Yeah, please do. Because um, the the main guy you may recognize from a lot of stuff, H. John Benjamin. Um, he plays Bob and Bob's Burgers. Um, but he's also in a lot of um, a lot of Adult Swim like cart- uh, cartoon shows that have been on. Um, he also I don't know if you remember this, but I believe it was season two of Parks and Rec. He plays the attorney for like the parts department where when Andy found, falls in the pit, hmm. he's the guy advising um, Amy Poehler's character. I don't remember. I can't remember his face. Like he was only on there for like a second. Um, there's Judy Greer. She's play is in the show. Uh, she was in Jurassic World. She was in Ant Man. Uh, she was also in Arrested Development. Hmm. I'm wanting to say as like the the, the secretary to like the father okay um there's there's like a few other people in there uh chris parnell you know him as the uh um progressive like the little like book or save thing or whatever yeah, like yeah, the little yeah, like yeah. box like he's that he's also in uh he's in rick and morty he plays the father um he he's a guy that like once you start paying attention he's in a lot of like a lot of things. I'm always interested by that when you find someone and you're like he's pretty good and then <laughs> they're everywhere. And then uh, the the final person is a uh, Jessica Walter who plays like Mrs. Archer, and um, she's she's in like a a lot of stuff going through it. And what I hate is like a lot of these things I sit there and like I'll go through someone and I'll think like God oh, I usually didn't watch movies in like the 60s or whatever so like I don't <laughs> know them so I just sit there and I'm like she was in 40 things so <laughs> what does that tell you um but I I know her uh from Arrested Development is playing the mother mm. and I really love she looks like the mother from Arrested uh, or like her cartoon yeah. version looks like that but like I I really loved Arrested Development so it's um this show, when I first got into it, that was one of the main things. I sat there and thought, like, oh, I really like H. John Benjamin's voice. And, like, I really I really loved um, Jessica Walter from Arrested Development. Mm. Um, but anyway, so with this one, this whole episode is about uh, Archer's, Archer's uh, spy agency, ISIS, <laughs> um, which... I asked that. I, that's a question I have. Did that... This show, did they name it that before ISIS was a thing? 
Or is, um, this, or is that like a joke? There was supposed to be no correlation between it because in season, I think it's I think it's five or six. They address that because like they lose it, so they have to start their own thing. And it was, it was a way for them to ride out ISIS without addressing it. Yeah. Because I remember going to a record store when like the ISIS things. I think like for maybe a year it was, they they were the same. You know. So I remember going into there and seeing a guy walking off the ISIS shirt, and I sat there and thought, I don't. I don't see why he would be wearing that because I don't like I've never met anyone that's out there and that I'm a big fan of ISIS work. <laughs> I usually don't hang out with terrorists, and so because yeah. I I just whenever I first saw that I was like that. I mean I've heard of on the nose. Yeah, that is. That I would is like to right think that like me correcting that you sit there and think like okay like. I've risen their score from like a thirty-five to now they like they're still failing, but they have a forty now. No, yeah, it wasn't. It was one of those things where I was like, surely sh- this they like this was not. They but, wouldn't um, have done that. that, that they that get they get asked to come help because the Swiss Guard there's an assassination attempt on the Pope, and so they want them to come protect them. And so Archer, Archer and Pam are asked to go over there. And, and then who is Lana, Pam? Is Pam his sister? Uh no, Pam is just a random girl that works there. Okay. Uh, she's the like the bigger one those dresses the nun. Right. I was about to say is the is the joke sometimes that she is a larger girl. Yes. And so um, but like Lana points out that they don't really know, like they don't know the languages they need to know. They're not prepared, so she gets sent there as well. So when they go there, they are like, "All right, what's our plan?" And they're like, "We're gonna swap out Woodhouse, which is Archer's like um." the male version of a butler like it's, <laughs> it's, it's his butler are like um i was gonna say maid okay but um there's also a really abusive relationship where archer treats him like garbage and so um so they're gonna like swap them out so they get over there and they go to swap them out um and then as they're swapping out they're like you know what where's the guns and archer's like i didn't bring any guns because all they have is like these sword things and they're like archer don't you realize that you know that that photo or that tapestry is from hundreds of right, years yeah, ago. Right? There's a picture. There's a he's doing getting his research from a tapestry that <laughs> the Swiss Guard way back in the day, and all they had were these big halberd, yeah, like weapons. And so yeah, that's where he's getting his information. And so like um like the the chase ensues. Um, they're chasing him down. Finally, Archer goes and like takes takes all of them out. Um, and at the end, the Pope and Woodhouse, which are pretty much identical. Like, they've been mixed up, and so they're like, well, we guess we'll just leave Woodhouse here, like, until they wake up and realize which one is which. And so, then the episode ends. Hmm. It ended indeed. So, I want... I think you should start with your thoughts, because okay. I already have, and I think myself would be more of a counter well, to your things. Yeah, I don't want you to think that I have, like, this, this whole list of... of things that bothered me mm-hmm. but i will be blunt and tell you exactly what i have written down yes the first thing i have written down is i hate this show <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to get that like 10 minutes the the scene there's a, the, it begins with the scene of them deciding like who like who should go to rome uh-huh. to to the vatican and just the whole scene the all a lot of it is the conversation a lot of a lot of what irritates me i think about this is the fact that like the there is dialogue and there's dialogue that progresses the story, but every single thing that's said is either the punchline or a setup for a joke. 
Yeah. And so that I think that's something that bothers me because it just it kind of feels like I'm watching like a tennis match. Uh-huh. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like it's obvious. Like you're trying to make me laugh. You're trying to make me laugh. You're trying to make me laugh. And like everything's a setup or a punchline. And it just it's 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 not necessarily as exhausting as watching something like Portlandia, and which hopefully we'll get some <laughs> Portlandia to, because I would love to describe the way I feel about watching that show. Um, but it, it really is. It's kind of one of the, it kind of wears me out. Yeah. List like watching a show like that. But yeah, it, it wasn't long before, and maybe but toward the end, my feelings weren't mm-hmm. quite as strong. Um, the next thing I wrote, we said we're quite, we're not, we're not necessarily quite as strong. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to say I came out of the show enjoying it, but maybe my I hate this. But show. At, like as you watched it, you, it, it wasn't that you loved it, but you you could see things like, oh well, I could see why people would love that, or oh, I do like that did this one little thing or whatever. Yeah, and I th- I have a good thing written down here, but I think also if I I knew- hope it's because th- there's. There's this like little hidden thing because I've seen this episode probably five or six times, but there was this little thing that I really didn't catch until like I started researching this, and I thought I think Keith would like would enjoy like the little like subtlety or whatever of it. Right. Um. I don't. I, that's not what I have written down. Um. But yeah, I won't say that I enjoyed the show, but I, there was towards the end I felt a little different, especially because I think. That if I had more information, like if I had seen preceding episodes, I'm sure it's not completely serial, but I'm sure if I knew more about yeah. everything, it would make more sense to me. I think that that's helped me with the show too, because I watched it kind of out of order because mm-hmm. my dad watches it. Um, and then like at school, like one of our friends was interested in it. And so I started watching it and I went through it and thought like, oh, I, I never like, I never really like put those together. But now right. that makes way more sense in season five or whatever. My second point on, I don't know if you remember the joke and can remind me of it because I don't remember exactly what it was. But there is a joke where um, the Pope says something about like he insinuates that Archer is is, is gay. Uh-huh. And like the way he says that is really funny. I found that to be funny. I can't remember the joke because they're in the car. They're like, Cause they're he's, it's like the it's up for uh, like debate or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something about that. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I have gay joke, 10 out of 10. <laughs> that I think that's offensive to anyone who is homosexual. I don't want you to feel offended. I'm just, that's how I r- wrote it down. Um, <clears throat> and then, again, I don't, we don't want to offend anyone here. I just felt mm-hmm. that the joke that they made about Archer possibly being homosexual was a funny one. And then, finally, I just wrote that, like, our noted how the way they the the way they do the art in the show mm-hmm. like the way they mix cuz most of it's 2D most like the the characters yeah. are 2D and the backdrops are usually pretty 2D but then like the car chase there there were they had like 3D CGI in there so like the cars actually looked like they were three dimensional and all mm-hmm. so i like the way they mix those two things um, but those are really all the notes i had it, again it's a 20 minute episode yeah. it's hard to to get a lot out of it but those are that's what I wrote down about the show. So why don't you? Well, I I wrote down um, number one what I really love about this show, and I I don't think that you get as much out of it if you just watch one episode. And I think that's with with my my um I think that's why my review would be a little skewed by it is because I sat there and thought like if I just watched this would I love it as much? And it's, it's hard to say that because then I have to sit there and say, okay, well, I have to forget all of the episodes I've watched or whatever. Um, and so, because my first thing would be character character development 
and that's one thing in the show is that you see like different characters like you you build to this you build to that um and so you get to see like the characters grow and like you get to have moments throughout the show where like they'll reveal like oh well the reason i always do this is because like that's the only way people like me or you know like i have to be this way because if i treat things seriously like you know so you, you have those moments and i like that it's not just this because about with family guy you get that maybe one every like couple of seasons you yeah, actually I mean, have you can kill peter in one show and then he'll be back in the next one because i remember like one one episode of a, a family guy um probably like my, my favorite scene ever is there's a scene where uh brian is who's the dog is really upset because uh quagmire do, quagmire doesn't like him so he sits there and he's like why why don't you like me and then quagmire goes in this long thing where he was like well, i don't like you because like you're you're a liberal like you know you cry about all this stuff but like you never do anything and like you never do this he was like you know yeah and i sleep with all kinds of girls but at least i admit who i am whereas like you sleep with all the girls and it it was a moment where you're like wow this this is real this isn't like they're not doing some like fart joke or some joke about like um like the mentally ill or whatever it's you're being real i agree i think that's something that's why i say the thing about i think i would probably enjoy it better if somehow i could absorb all the knowledge that is archer Mm -hmm. and then watch it like all the if i could absorb the information from all the shows before uh this episode and then watch it i'm sure it would enjoy i would enjoy it better because that is something that i feel like is like when i watch one thing that takes me away from the Mm -hmm. animated stuff is that there isn't development like that yeah um the second thing was that i love i love the references in the show because i love when like I've told people before, like with music, like my favorite artists are the ones that I can listen, I can look at their album and I can research. And there's like, there's a whole explanation as to why they chose this album artwork. There's a whole explanation as to why, like, like they'll sit there and say, like, oh well, our process was that we we you know we wrote a hundred songs and we wanted to divide them, you know, like, like um. One of my favorite artists is John Rubin, and he's got a song called The Boy Versus the Cynic. And that album, the backstory is that he wrote a whole album of like really optimistic, optim, optimistic like songs and all. He wrote a whole album of just like there's no point in even trying. And then they combined the two. And then the last song is talking about how like you can't be one or the other. You have to find a place where you can be like the the boy and the cynic. Like they can both play fair. And so I, I love those. I love a song that I can listen to a hundred times, and the hundredth time think, "Oh, I've never, I never picked up on this reference, or like I never picked up on that, like that guy's singing backup vocals or whatever." And with this show, that's what they have, because like, um, like for this show, I was looking up stuff, and like it's just little things. Like there's a joke about like where he's like, "Who am I, Cipher?" You know, like that's the X Men character who like his ability is to like understand like languages and to figure them out. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another part where like when he, while he's on the Swiss guard's car Archer's like who am I William Sapphire and like that's a American author and uh, who wrote a magazine column about language um, and then one of my, my favorite ones I was hoping you would pick up on it is um, when they're in the car Pam says can I squeeze in a confession and the Pope respond, replies Oho ora dove el tuo Martin Luther I'm sorry if I butchered that for any Romans out there 
And uh, but it translates to, "Oh, where is your Martin Luther now?" And then Pam <laughs> responds like, "Fine, I'll buy a damn indulgence." Yeah. And um, and like I I, I love I love little things that, like no, that funny. to where it's not. Like there's a lot of shows you could watch and you think this is mind numbing. Whereas if you watch if you watch that, you can get both, which would lead me to like my final thing is well, that yeah, I I'll, real quick on your reference thing mm-hmm. I enjoyed also he got th- this one is kind of they um he g- explained it to you mm-hmm. but like they thought they killed the pope and he goes like says something to Pam he's like all right Oliver Cromwell yeah and then someone says something and he's like he killed she killed the pope that's why. I called her oliver cromwell or whatever <laughs> so yeah i i i agree with you on on that one i i enjoy the, and what, um, what what i love is that it, it brings you to like my my third point is that this is a show that i feel like bridges the gap and what i mean about that is that i think that it's much like and you 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 might get either you're gonna understand me or you'll hate me or a lot of people <laughs> listening are gonna sit there and say like oh that makes sense or brand's the stupidest thing um, I think a lot of stuff we say on this show probably gets that reaction. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I compare it a lot to The Walking Dead because my point about The Walking Dead is that you have people like yourself that generally you're going to go after something that people perceive as like really good quality. Like rarely you're going to watch something that would get a zero. Like you're you're not going to sit there and tell me, oh, Brian, you need to check out this new Adam Sandler movie. Like you're gonna think like no, we'll not do it. <laughs> that's not well made. Well, you, whereas you'll sit there and say like, oh, this Leonardo DiCaprio movie, or like, oh, this movie is is really good or whatever. I can be a um, sheep in that regard. Whereas like like my mom, a lot of, like for her, it's not it's not really about the quality. Like she could sit there and go watch like she could watch like a like watch a Christian movie like Fireproof, and she's not she's not going to walk out of it and be mad because she'll even tell you like i didn't go in there expecting the world's greatest movie but like both like both of you really enjoy the walking dead because it's a show that like it it combines the whole like the people who just want something mind-numbing and the people who want something and they can pull out all these things you know so you can look out you can you can take any character from that show and you could describe them you could describe them in a sentence or you could describe them in five pages for a book. You know, like, Rick, you could sit there and, like, you you don't have to sit there and say, there's not much to say. But also, you you there's people that could sit there and say, like, how much time have you got? Because, like, there's all kinds of different things you I will things say, Rain, that is, that is a rather, what you said about the, in a sentence or in the, and that's that's a rather astute thing to say. I'm, I'm not that I don't <laughs> expect you to say things like that, but I'm rather impressed with that description because like i I kind of see archers the same thing that you can just watch this and you can just laugh being like oh i I bet that is funny if i knew what that meant or you can just sit there thinking like oh that's funny because they're they're saying that because there's also like i'm not gonna hide the fact there's a lot of stuff in here that like it's not clever like they'll just say something and it's like there's no cleverness behind it it's just them being saying that to be saying that but there's a lot of, like I said, like, you can watch this and you can really enjoy it, or you can be someone who knows all these things and really enjoy it. Like, if you're someone who studies... If you know who William Sapphire is. Yeah. Or, like, Oliver Cromwell, you can know that and you can kind of give that chuckle. Um, yeah, I, want, I don't want anyone to think that I knew who William Sapphire <laughs> is or was. Um, but I, I, I really like it because of its ability to, like, bridge the gap. 
That's an interesting take. I will say that whenever you said it was like The Walking Dead, not in some weird way that I'm going to defend The Walking Dead <laughs> against this thing that I don't like, that I was I was wondering how you're going to tie those two together, but I, I think that's a very solid observation. And I I can I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see that it, it there are parts of it that felt very intelligent and there are parts of it that felt just like again, like it's a popcorn thing, like you just watch you turn it on to have something on or you watch it just to laugh at the silly stuff. So yeah, I I don't want to get to the end of the show because I don't want to ever end it on like I guess with William Zero and Swerve, we did kinda end it to where <laughs> like these are bad movies, you should not like these. But like when it's something like this that actually has a following, like it's a popular thing, I don't ever want to crap on that so badly because, I mean, what's my opinion really worth at a yeah. certain point? So I don't want people to think like, oh, I don't want to, Keith, if Keith Melinder doesn't like this, certainly I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't. Like, like what you like. Like and last week we talked about bronies. Yeah. Like, like, like what you like. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. But it's just when it comes down to it, my opinion is that I don't really, I don't care for like adult see, cartoons. I I um I think of it as cuz I remember like um like when AMC came out with Walking Dead. Like I think that person they that time they had Mad Men Breaking and it was Bad. Walking Dead. Then was it Breaking Bad before I think or after? Breaking Bad came out before Walking Dead. But like you like you you had made the comment where you were like, yeah, one day AMC just sat there and were like, well, we have all these old movies. We have all this money. Like Let's just invest like in three shows and They're take over best TV shows like are on TV. Yeah. And um, like now, like I don't, I don't fault like crazy, but I like rarely every, everything that I've gotten, gotten into on AMC has been good. Like uh, better call Saul, like mm. usually spinoffs, you might make it, uh, make it a season because people don't return, but they're able to sit there and say, no, we're going to take this character that like, isn't the character that you love. And we're gonna make you like really enjoy the build up. Yeah. And what what's really cool to me is that like like I've told you before that in that show you know that like he's a guy that like helps all the criminals. Like he's just scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. Whereas you watch that show and they have you rooting for yeah. him. Like every, every time he makes a decision that leads him to becoming a worse person. You're like, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking that's like, oh, I know. thank God he didn't help out those people, you know, or yeah, he gave that up. That's the character I know. It's the same way with the break with Breaking Bad. Like any like regular person mm-hmm. in real life, if you weren't watching it from from his point of view, would be like, no, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have de- like decided to to make meth and to sell it and yeah. to ruin your family that way. Like you shouldn't have done that. Any sane person would, but the whole time, every time he gets further along in his journey to becoming the meth kingpin like mm-hmm. you you're like go walter white and see like uh but like back to my point i think fx has kind of like they they've taken that and they they might have done it they might i think they did it beforehand because they had like the shield and all but fx is kind of the same way that they've got you had like the shield and you had justified and sons of anarchy which most people like I, i've never went through them but most people would sit there and say, "Oh, that's really good." And those are also shows like, like my like my mom and dad. They can sit there and enjoy something like they can enjoy popcorn, but they also will be like, "Man, that was a really good show," you yeah. know. And like they like the shows that I've watched on there, like uh, like with Archer, like with it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's another show that I sit there and like I can sit down. There's so many references I can pull from where they're like, "Oh, well." 
this thing they did right here is actually a reference to a you know a book written in the 1700s or like like it's it's little things like that or the way it's yeah. written or whatever and i think that fx like they've them and amc just the the parallels between the two which i think yeah. this is the first podcast that i would sit there and say like so that's that's how archer and the walking dead are the same thing <laughs> I don't think anybody even really probably got that idea, is that you're saying they're the same thing. Well, just... that's what I was trying to say. Oh, though, okay. Keith. Okay, so gotcha. Sorry. If they did get that point, then I failed as a human. Yeah, well, haven't we all? <laughs> In my opinion, I think the people who made Archer. <laughs> no, just kidding. I, again, my opinion. But I think you make some good points, Brandon. Also, real fast, though, a fun fact. The show, um, the way that this show was created was... Um, I forget the guy's name, but like the the creator of it, he um he was sitting there. I go his name's running in my head now, but he was sitting in a bar one night and he saw this really attractive woman and he thought, I can never like, I can never go talk to her and like, talk her into liking me. And he was like, but who could? And then he came up with the Archer character and he's <laughs> like, that guy could go in here and like he could get any girl he wanted to because of his confidence and because of this. And so from that, he was able to like turned into this show huh i'm gonna give you a fun fact right now that i just had deja vu here on the show watching you say that so that's pretty interesting Not maybe because i've told you, you that fun fact 10 times well, no, I, I don't, <laughs> usually I, while wearing my menards crew shirt no i think this is definitely a one-time thing i just i don't know i i, I did have some deja vu one of my favorite things to have mm-hmm. next to a nice meal um, but, Brandon, do we have a, a question to to ponder today? Yes. Our hypothetical for this week is uh, H. John Benjamin is very renowned a world, around the world. Don't for his know if voice that's, acting. But I just stuck with it. Stuck down that path. Renowned around the world. Uh, for his voice acting. And so our question this week was that if you could cast H. John Benjamin as something what would you choose? Something that exists already? Well, see, some of the things he's been is he has been a spy. He's been a person who has ran a burger hut. But he's also been a can of, like, of of um, fruit from um, Wet Hot American Summer. Ah, If yes, you remember that. I do. I do remember that. Oh, goodness. What would I cast his voice as? Um... I feel like for this to be interesting, as a listener, you should probably know what his voice sounds like. I cannot reproduce it. Um, <laughs> so, so just pause this real yeah. fast and run and listen to something he's did. Uh, so you're, you're looking for more of a general thing, like would I want him to play uh, a buffalo or a real estate mogul? Uh, really anything. Like if he just like came a, to you and he was like... But not a character like, that already exists. I'm not trading his voice out. I... Th- I'll I'll let you do whatever. So if if you if you want to go back and say he's gonna be your Winnie the Pooh, you can do that. That's that's one of my thoughts. My initial thought was like, what Winnie the Pooh character <laughs> does this guy belong belong as? Um, do you already have an idea while I sit here and ponder this thought? Yeah. Um, I I have an idea and I can feel it out. <laughs> I think that I would like to have a TV show about a. Uh, like a restaurant and once the chefs leave all of the like restaurant equipment comes alive okay so you'd have like a refrigerator and like an oven and microwave like the like 
as I'm looking at your kitchen, I'm coming up with this, like, what are things that are in a kitchen? Uh, <laughs> knobs. Um, and I think that, I don't know. I'm thinking either the cabinets would be him or that he would be, um, like the, uh, the microwave, but I would get like, um, like this refrigerator would be the brother, brother from everyone loves Raymond. Like the guy that also played the, uh, like the Easter Island is Easter Island, yeah, yeah, head, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, the museum movie. Right, right, right. I was right, going right. to say America's top new museum, but that's not that movie <laughs> at all. Night at the Museum. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a very different movie. Um, I would have that. Um, Kristen Shaw would play one of the one of the like chairs in there. We're going to pay her a lot one day. <laughs> yeah. And um, I wonder if has John Glaser, but I thought he's already working on all of our that's other true. projects. That's true. Yeah, he's already stuck. He's already stuck being a drifter and everything else. Um, I would get the guy, uh, Tom Kinney from SpongeBob. And okay. um, he would voice all of the silverware just because they've they've called they always call him like the men of like man of like a thousand or ten thousand voices or something <laughs> like that. And um, I would have that, and then um, yeah, I th- I think th- those. But are the he would I've be the microwave. So yeah, he would be the microwave in that show. Okay, I've actually made my decision. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I've been watching a lot of nature documentaries. Um, <laughs> I'm not having trouble sleeping, but I usually like to watch a little something before I go to bed just to kind of chill out Mm -hmm. because I've usually been working or doing something else before I go to bed. I like to do something to maybe turn my brain off. So I've been watching nature documentaries and like um, wildlife documentaries and stuff. And like I enjoy David Attenborough's voice. I enjoy Morgan Freeman's voice. I enjoy the typical like deep British accented voice that you that is typically used for those types of things. But... Mm -hmm. I would be interested to hear his voice <laughs> narrating a uh, like a nature documentary. Again, I wish I could recreate it for you, um, but it, he he does have a very distinct voice, and so I mm-hmm. think that would be interesting to listen to him tell me about the monkeys flinging their poo <laughs> at one another. And the God, I saw one the other night where a guy like they there's this tribe in in the the Amazon, I think. Wherever they have the tree frogs, the poison tree frogs, mm-hmm. they like make a poison out of the uh, the po- the they make a, some sort of serum stuff out of the poison. Um, serum is a bad word, but they <laughs> long story short, they drip it in their eyes uh-huh. to make them quote unquote see better. I imagine that's just really hurting them. <laughs> but anyway, I'd like to hear this guy tell me about it. H, what's his name? H. H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin, if you want to join our star-studded cast from all the projects we've created, please. I like uh, how there, like, there's there's people we throw out, and we're like, oh, Matthew McConaughey, and you think, I don't think we could ever win him over, but I'd, I'd assume that people like John Glazer and H. John Benjamin, that like, we could talk them into it because they'd be like, do you have the budget? And we'd be like, we have the heart, and they'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And I sit there and think, why do I choose the people who play like things on the worst programs? Right. <laughs> like I'm thinking, like, oh, you're an archer, you must have a heart of gold. Of course. Um, yeah, I think those are some solid choices. Uh, but do you have anything else on Archer before we would choose our next filmage? Well, we need to rate. This. You're right. Gosh, golly, golly, <laughs> G. Willikers, Brandon. I always seem to forget. Um, What would you like? What about like references? (laughs) Sure. We'll we'll rate it out of astute references. Okay. 
Um, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm not I'm not here to hurt feelings, but I'm also not here to pull punches. Mm. Uh, for me personally, I'm gonna give Archer two stars. Uh-huh. I'm not. It's not. I don't think it's a show for me. Um, the references are good. I enjoy that, but honestly. I may enjoy it better if you just tell me like, hey, there was a really funny reference in Archer earlier and this is it and I can have that done in five seconds rather mm-hmm. than sit down and watch Archer. So again, I know we'll come in differently, but I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him two astute references on this one. I think that um the like when it comes to Archer, the o- the only thing that I don't like I don't like is that like and I've I've told before, like I think that when it comes to like cussing or like sexual things, like when you when you need them, like they can be really funny. But sometimes we rely on them, right? And I feel like in that show, sometimes it can be popcornish because I think like, oh, you you didn't need that reference, and that that's what stops me a lot of times from telling people about a show is I think like, oh, this is a really good show, but they have those things, and it's you know it's different if I sit there and say like, yeah, there's a lot of cussing in this. But it's worth it. Like The Departed, like there's things in that. But I sit there and say, like, right. and that depends I don't care. on who you're yeah. referring it to. But I think that I would give it four and a half stars right. or four and a half astute references. Okay. Well, that brings us down. We'll average out around close to three, a little mm-hmm. bit under. So that's pretty. That's not bad. I mean, I I think you came into it thinking I might have much stronger opinions, but it, it's one of those things where just I know how I feel about adult mm-hmm. cartoons, and it's it's hard to change that. Um, but I think that's all right. So we'll. Archer averages out not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, we've we've seen both sides of the coin. Also, we hope you listeners have enjoyed at least seeing for once that Brandon and I don't agree on something. Because <laughs> um, going into this, I um, I've I've been thinking a lot, so I don't know if I referenced it on this one of the podcast beforehand. Yeah. I think I did, but like going into it, like it was cool knowing that this is something that like like we're both aware of, and going into it, we both think like. Oh, like I think this is really good. You think it's really bad, and then it's just interesting at the end to see, for, to sit there and say like, well, I guess this is kind of bad. And you sit there and say like, oh, well, like I don't, I don't like them. And then you sit there and say like, so you know, sixty percent of archers because I don't, I don't like that. Just like musicals, I can sit there and say like, I don't like this movie, but eighty percent of the reasons why it's musical. You know, if it, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. just remove the musicals, be the best movie of all time. Yep, and a lot we we've been very cordial on the show, but I think you should know that you shouldn't expect another episode next week because uh, Brandon and I will be dissolving our friendship over <laughs> this. That's I thought you were true. about to like tell something true, like no. oh, like I'm selling my computer to the local. <laughs> no, sadly not. Um, something. So, Brandon, you wanna you wanna uh, press the button or at least make the noise that yes. the button makes. Sit up. All right, we're going to randomize here. As it's randomizing, I did that this past week at Walmart. I walked around, I was going, tip, 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 tip. and then finally someone was like, excuse me, it, well, what is that? And I was like, oh, these are new shoes. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, when I walk, they just make that weird noise. I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, that's okay. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, and I, as I walked away, I went, tip, tip, What do you have to gain from that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even get it on camera. <laughs> All right, well, <clears throat> this is actually a new movie. I was really, I'm, re- I've really been hoping for a Nicolas Cage, and we've got one. Is this it? this movie is starring Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood. 
It's called The Trust. Or, it, yeah, it's called The Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, discovering the location of a vault where a drug ring keeps its riches, two run-of-the-mill Las Vegas cops hatch a dicey plan to burgle it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is always trying to get, get yeah. into stuff that he doesn't need to get into. <laughs> that rascal. You know, I don't think that's it. I think Nicholas Cage just knows exactly who he is, <laughs> and he just does his thing. I don't think anything anyone negative has to say about Nicholas Cage ever gets to him. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Nicolas Cage act. I'm excited. In the past like 10 years, he's just either been searching for something or like he's been left behind in the apocalypse. Like that's, yeah. there's no in between for that guy. I'm excited about it though. But Brandon, with that, uh, do you think we'll, we'll lay this uh, episode to bed and, yes. and we'll get to work on other content for you people out there? Well, we appreciate you listening to this show. Again, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our show and then leave us a rating and review. That would lovely be very lovely for us. That would lovely help. be. It would, that would lovely be. And it would help us climb to the uh, tops of the iTunes charts, even though we are far, far from that. But please do that, and you can check us out at tankmedianetwork.com um, if you want to get in contact with us or uh, see some other stuff that we get into. But with that, we will see you next week on the Netflix Roulette Podcast. This has been your boys. Bye-bye. Bye.